being the dog lover I am, read this article on globalnews.ca last night with interest about CBD oil and how people are using it uh, with their pets, uh, with their dogs, to help them with things such as uh, arthritis, uh, you know, pain in their uh, backs, and uh, anxiety as well. Want to find out a little more about this. And we're joined now by Dr. Scott Bainbridge. He's the co owner of Dundas West Animal Hospital here in Toronto. And he joins us on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Dr. Bainbridge, good afternoon and thanks so much for your time. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great. All right. Uh, just uh, first off, is that right? Uh, CBD oil uh, w- with our pets, uh, much like some humans have been using it, uh, it's kind of for pain management for things like uh, sore joints, uh, arthritis, that sort of thing? Yeah, that, that's kind of where people are, are, are focusing the attention on it right now. I, you know, I, I think I've been doing doing this for 20 years as a veterinarian. I've never had so much interest from the from the public on, on something. Initially, we weren't even allowed really to, to speak about because quite honest with you and so it's just interesting to see over the last uh over the last couple of years just uh, the a real real increase in in uh in people's interest in treating their pets with this stuff mm-hmm. and uh, this takes the form of uh, is it oil or is this in dog treats uh yeah, how is this being I mean, administered so right now they're uh they're, they're it, where it's legal they're they're putting it into dog, dog cookies or dog biscuits or ours to like essential oils as well like uh, uh cbd oil that you get people are using as tinctures under the tongue or actually they're uh, they're they're swallowing it, like uh, putting into things. So. Yeah, and uh, listen, we really want to uh, underscore and underline the fact that uh, the research is far from complete uh, on this right now as far as uh, what CBD oil is actually doing for dogs and for people's pets and what the long-term effects might be. Yeah, I mean, there still needs to be a lot more research in the area. We do have three really strong papers out right now, which, which is great, but still we, we need to do a lot more. The the, the, the question, I guess, is, is the endocannabinoid system in the dog or the cat the same as it is in people? And there are some thoughts that dogs and cats may be a little more sensitive to this stuff. So right now, our jobs as veterinarians, it's more of a kind of a damage control because clients are going out kind of just doing this on their own. So so for me, if clients can be really open about whether or not they they actually have their pets on this stuff and, and let their vets know, because sometimes we have to change drug doses in combination with other things. Uh, CBD can interact with other drugs. Um, and we want to make sure, too, that people are, are being sensible about the dosing they're using in that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of interesting what you just uh, mentioned there, because I think a lot of people, I mean, they're coming from a good place. If they see their animal, their, their pet in discomfort, got some sort of chronic pain, just like uh, any other living being, uh, you want to help them out and help them manage that sure. pain. Uh, but as you just mentioned, uh, the, as much as we treat our pets and dogs in particular like they're one of the family, they really are wired differently in some ways, aren't they? Yeah, no, they're, I mean, that's a whole different species, right? And you just can't necessarily assume that the dog model is going to be identical to the human model. In a lot of cases, they are very similar, but not, 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 not every time. And like I said, so we do... Right now, a lot of the CBD kind of treatment stuff is anecdotal, and we do need a little more hard evidence, I think, in order to kind of pursue this further. Yeah. Do you know how they're going about the uh, research? Because uh, I think uh, pet owners who are using this uh, CBD oil, uh, they think they see maybe an improvement in, in their pet, that they're they're moving better, they're maybe not yeah. uh, whimpering or crying uh, as much, and that uh, it's relieving the pain. But uh, sometimes I think uh, on the part of the, uh, the, the dog uh, parent or owner, uh, that's wishful thinking. Maybe yeah, you no, want to see sure. that. Yeah, I think a lot of people they they they, they feel a little frustrated. They they want to hope that it's helping, and sometimes I think they really hope that this product 
product is an alternative, then maybe they, they, they're seeing a little more into it than there is. Um, there are some really good studies out of Cornell University. They did a great study with dogs and osteoarthritis and showing some promising results. Um, Colorado State University also did one with regards to epilepsy, seizuring, and, uh, and CBD. And we're seeing some promising things there. I know Canopy, one of the big LPs, big, one of the big licensed producers, they have a, a pet side of their business, and they, they've just completed a big anxiety study in dogs as well to see if it helps with that. So there's some really exciting stuff out there. It'll be interesting to see where it all goes. Yeah. How do they measure something like that, like how it manages anxiety in a pet? Uh, yeah, I think I think with that, it's probably more uh, owners filling out surveys, you know, you know, how, how was your dog after, you know, two weeks of treatment? Did he seem less anxious? Uh, you know, maybe they had thunderstorm phobia. Were they less reactive to that kind of stuff, less reactive to fireworks, you know, uh, with other dogs? Or are they reactive to the other dogs? Or is it proved that way? But I, I mean, it's a lot of... Um, um, uh, quantitative or qualitative, I think, descriptions versus more quantitative. Right, because uh, and I'm sure you experience this as a vet, and I know pet owners uh, do as well. I think there's sometimes uh, when your animal seems to be in distress, maybe as anxiety or some sort of chronic pain, where you just say, "I wish you could talk. I wish oh, you could yeah. just tell me what's wrong." <laughs> it makes my job pretty difficult, you know. So I mean, it's uh, it, it 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 makes you a really good uh, puzzle solver. I tell you, when these animals come in and they can't tell you what's going on, you've got to use your hands and uh, and diagnostics to figure it out. So. Yeah. Uh, how far down the line until you think uh, we might have some conclusive evidence when it comes to CBD oil and uh, its management of pain and anxiety for dogs and animals? Well, I mean, I'm I'm hoping like and I think all vets are hoping that we actually have a veterinary approved drug soon because if we can, then we can really be a lot more forthcoming with our clients and, and getting them on this because currently right now we really don't have a legal pathway to prescribe anything. Our, our governing body as of about a couple of hours ago, believe it or not, this is how quickly this, this kind of uh, space is changing right now, they've recently just kind of uh, loosened the, uh, the restrictions on our ability to speak about it and they're now saying that we can discuss it and recommend as long as it's a, is, if it's a legal product, meaning like through the recreational um, cannabis store sites. So, uh, so that's a big change from even a week ago that we weren't mm. even allowed to do that. So, so I think it's progressing quite quickly, and I hope within the year we have actually a veterinary approved CBD or slash THC drug at that point. So do you see this becoming sort of a, uh, I don't know, medicinal uh, marijuana or medicinal alternative like we see uh, marijuana and cannabis uh, for humans? And do you oh, think this will maybe expand sure. come October yeah. when we've got the legalization of edibles? Yeah, well, I mean, so so my big thing right now is we, we use a lot of opioids and veterinary medicine, a lot of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory and they can have their side effects. And I'm not saying that CBD does not, but I think that we're going to see a lot less of those. So for me, if we can get an animal off a drug that is really effective for pain control but has side effects and find them something that is as applicable and will help their pain but not have the same side effects, I mean, I'll, I'll be all for it. The concern I have with the edibles coming out in, in October is uh, – you know, dogs, <laughs> dogs have good noses. And uh, yeah. if people are really casual with, like, you know, chocolate bars with THC in them and they're leaving them out on the coffee table when they go to bed at night, and trust me, I mean, THC is not great for dogs in, in high doses and nor is chocolate and caffeine. So, I mean, we we will be expecting to see a lot more uh, THC toxicosis in animals when the edibles are released. I think it's just, um, I, know, I know they saw the same thing in Colorado when that happened. So, so I'm hoping people will be... Uh, pretty cautious about that. that no, great yeah. reminder, I think, for pet owners and maybe something we need to talk about uh, down the road here as we get for closer sure. and closer. Uh, Dr. Bainbridge, really appreciate the discussion. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. Dr. Scott Bainbridge, who is the co-owner, co-owner of the Dundas West Animal Hospital in Toronto.